Welcome back to another episode of Buck Rambles Podcast. Today we talk three on three overtime, coaches challenges, and what are you looking forward to this year? Let's do it! Hey, hey, man! It's been a long time. Too long. Too long. Yeah, yeah, it has been. But hockey season is about to start. A couple more weeks to go. Preseason is on right now. Yeah. How excited are you right now? How excited are you to finally have hockey back in the fold? It's been great to watch games, even though it's a little sloppy. But I must say, like, there have been some pretty decent preseason games you know uh you're guaranteed you're guaranteed at least like a couple of really sweet goals right um at the same time you're also guaranteed a bunch of you know no name uh idiots running star players and uh trying to take liberties they don't necessarily have to be no name clarkson just went knee on knee today yeah he did that yep yep but you do have guys uh, a lot of ahl guys i understand out there trying to make the team or at least make themselves a bit more known. Maybe not even necessarily for that team. Maybe someone around the league will recognize them uh, and pick them up later on down the road. But, um, yeah, it, it's hockey nonetheless. It's a bit sloppy, but, you know, I've seen some nice goals. Lots of good goals on three-on-three three, uh, overtime, which has been nutty. Totally nutty. Three-on-three three overtime. Let's talk about that. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm sure you're pretty much excited. I'm sure you're pretty excited about it as everyone else is. The thing that jumps out at me right away is the amount of space that they have. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all white out there. It's crazy, yeah. And it just, everything changes, boom, just like that. Uh, you get a scoring chance one way if you don't put it in the back of the net. Uh, you, you've got one coming right back the other way. Yeah, it, um, it seems to be two things, right? Line changes or a mistake. Yeah, and what was that? Uh, I think last week there was a game i can't remember if it was the pittsburgh game or not but there was one game i was watching well not last week but just a few days ago um where yeah uh i forget who it was someone came streaking down the right side you know rifled a shot missed the net just came right back around out the other side and it was a two-on-one the other way boom goal uh good night there's nothing you can do about that too you can't really nope. coach that out what i did notice today though montreal did have a three-on-three against washington and Subban was out there, and they tried to play a puck possession game. So basically yeah. playing playing keep away, right? Um, it was – that's where three-on-three three can be coachable, when they're trying to find that, that little hole in the defensive system. But they're not going to. When you're playing man-to-man three-on-three, you're not going to be able to get through a guy. No, you won't be able to. And that's interesting that you bring up, you know, it, it's it's – how do you coach it? I think probably early on you're not going to be able to coach it very much. Um, but players and coaches, uh, we've seen it time and time and time again. It's sort of the one thing that's inevitable, right, is players and coaches will evolve and they'll find a way to kind of coach this and figure out how to do it better. And so it'll be interesting to see how this three-on-three overtime evolves uh, starting in October and let's see what we get in April yeah. you know, if there's a change. Or even, you know, maybe it's not this season, but maybe next season or the next uh, if this thing sticks around. 
I, th- um, I think they're going to have to find a balance between taking a chance and be able to come back in case that fails. It's all about yeah. being offensive oriented, but being able to just have that push to be able to push you back into the defensive zone, defensive mindset of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to have to take chances. There's no way you cannot take a chance. Nothing's going to happen if you don't take a chance. Well, that's what I was just going to say. You can play that puck possession game, but you you can hold on to the puck for five minutes. Uh, You're going to have to cross the blue line. You're going to have to take a shot. And uh, that's what the three-on-three is all about, right? It's all about chances. Um, It is exciting, though. And and it is, yeah. And it's crazy. And and you're going to see a lot of pretty goals. There's going to be a lot of pretty two-on-ones, three-on-ones even. Um, You're going to see some breakaways. So... It'll be interesting too, and it's you know what you're not going to see hitting. It's going to be no. zero. No, I don't. Zero I don't think anyone's going to. Yeah, you're not. You're not going to want to put yourself. Uh, you're not going to want to put. You know, take yourself out of the play to make a big hit. Um, no, uh, you're going to see a lot of. But but what you might see is a lot of guys playing the puck too much. You know, head down, poke check, and you're getting the more skilled guys that are just going to you know toe drag around that, or you know pass it to themselves off the board, something like that. Um, it's going to be fun, man. It's already been fun. Uh, just seeing it, you know, night in and night out here in the preseason. And uh, and I saw, the, you know, some people on Twitter, I don't know, Twitter's weird, man. But people are getting upset about it. Oh, this is such a, this is so gimmicky. Why do they have to do this every preseason game? It doesn't count. And it's like how quickly we forget that they did this when the shootout came into effect. Uh, it's just they're showcasing what it's going to be. He's also trying to um, figure it out, right? Yeah, so it's like don't don't get upset. It doesn't matter if a game ends for <laughs> nothing and they do it doesn't mean anything. It's just hey, nothing means anything. Doing. Yeah, right it's just this is what we're doing this year. Uh, here's a sneak peek. Have fun with it. Jeez, the only thing that down. the only thing that matters right now is your personal shift. That's all yeah, that matters. Yeah, I mean, exactly. for, from a fan's perspective, you've got nothing going on here. This is all from a player's perspective. It's all about their individual shifts. That's it. That's yeah, all. There's yeah. nothing to worry about right now. Yeah, it's fun though, and, and poor goalies, man. They're just going to be eaten alive. Um, th- there's going to have to be new. Th- there's going to have to be that distinction, right? This was me, uh, sixty minutes of play, and yeah, it doesn't look good. But these are my three on three stats. Right? <laughs> like let's let's separate the two here. It's a TJ um, Oshie shootout stat. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Price is going to be a great goalie, and Lundqvist and Rene, and, and these guys, maybe even Holpe, but. Uh, we'll see how it holds up three on three, but there's definitely going to be that that new sort of stat line. There's already right? a bit of controversy going yeah, on yeah. right now. The NHL has mentioned or has warned the teams to not cheat on line changes because right. you're changing on the opposite end of your defensive zone, right? Like the second period. And to get off the ice, you have to to go way further than you would in the first or third period. And it's causing these on-man right. rushes. And people are actually starting to leave the bench early to, so they can jump into play a little bit quicker. And the NHL has warned everybody, saying, no, 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 I can't do that. We're going to be checking on that. So expect a lot of penalties coming up in at the beginning of the year on that. Yeah, and one thing we were saying, too, uh, just earlier today as we were watching some preseason games and sort of texting each other back and forth was – uh, when you get a penalty called in three-on-three overtime, it is the ultimate buzz kill, yeah. isn't it? It's just like, oh man, way to just ruin the fun. <laughs> and and four-on-three used to be the thing to watch in overtime, right? Right. You know what I mean, like it used to be four-on-four penalties. Like, oh, here's a goal, and now it's all. Once you've seen three-on-three, you get so disappointed with what yeah, used to be yeah. great. Yeah, and that's where I'm. I'm cool with the. You know, I, I mean, I'm okay. I know the NHL is a bit wacky with 
you know, there's a lot of rule changes, right? Uh, perhaps more than any other, you know, North American sport. But Really? I think there's none. Football is the one that comes in with all well, the rule they, changes. Well, they come up with times. a lot of rule changes, yeah. But, but the NHL, they, they try to, you, you know, they are, well, they're, that, with the NFL, they're not trying to increase scoring. What they do is they, they come up with rules like to protect players, like their quarterbacks, right? Or kickers or, or that sort of a thing. But the NHL is constantly trying to find ways to get more goals. But they haven't right? done anything, really, except for taking out the red line. Which what which was a start which was a start but this this is going well they to took out the red line they've got rid of that whole you know sort of clutching and grabbing and sure. that subtle interference that's more is, of the beauty to play is though. gone yeah and um, well they, they're definitely trying to create you know here's the skill guys we've got incredible skill in this league especially now man. it's I mean, getting what a, better and what better a great too. time to be in this league like it's just you know, for a while there it was Crosby and Malkin, but now it's just there's so many great players out Almost there. Almost every um, team has one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I mean, more not, on the not way every level. year. Um, and now you got McDavid in the league, and it's just it's just and Eichel too. I, I've seen uh, a few of the highlights. He's he's going to be a heck of a player as well. Um, so yeah, it's just you know we've got this talent. Let's do something with it. Let's let these guys shine. And you're going to see that, man. Three on threes. It, it's crazy. It's nuts. And I love it. And I know that Detroit and every one of your you know, favorite teams out there is just going to get burned uh, quite a bit um, because that's just the nature of it's just, you know, one shot, one save. It just goes right back the other way. Um, but it'll be interesting. I, I mean, that brings up an interesting question, too. Like, who do you think is going to be the best three on three team this year? The easy ones to call are going to be Pittsburgh. Yep, that could be fun, right? Uh, or uh, Dallas. Those will be the Dallas easy ones could to, be fun those too. Those will be the yeah. ones to call. I'm not really sure because I, I was watching. I was watching Washington again, and it was interesting to see. It's really hard to set up guys that work well on five on five, like an Ovechkin or something. Yeah, with so much open space, because you can see the play develop. That's the one thing that goalies have is they can see the play develop. There's not as many options. For them to go once they set up in the offensive zone. If right. it's off the rush, forget about it. That's hard. That's impossible. But if it, if it's a set play, you can see everything a lot clearer because there's only three guys out there, so there's less options. So it's hard to say what's going to happen or who's going to be the most effective when it when it comes to set plays. But off yeah, the rush, yeah, you just sort of yeah, yeah. Off the rush, I was going to say those two, Dallas and Dallas and Kessel, you know, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you look. Yeah, and he's already, you know. Scored a few. I mean, again, it's preseason, but um, but that's that's obviously going to work out there, uh, barring any sort of injury or anything. Yeah, I mean, on paper, you just got to sort of go with that, and, and you know, do you skill, have anybody speed, else that sort of thing? Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I think um, I it's hard. It's hard to tell. I'm not sure. You you think of speed, but you think of skill. I mean, I I think like a team like Vancouver. I don't think they're going to be very good this year, to be honest with you. But I think. They might squeak out a lot of games in three on three uh, because you still have a, that incredible skill with the Sedins. Um, so it could help out teams that aren't really even doing very well, right? Um, if if you have if you could throw two guys out there that can really play well together, take advantage of uh, you know odd man situations. The, I was gonna say that's the beauty of this of this three on three. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking like Toronto has no nobody on their team, but they do have three on three players. Every team has a possibility of being an impactful three on three player. Yeah, you can. And that's what I mean. I, I, I think it's going to be a situation where, you know, because even then, you know, that, that play that we're thinking of, you know, or that I was just talking about before. Yeah, so you have Kessel and Crosby coming right down that, you know, they're flying down the ice two-on-one. You know, Crosby dishes to Kessel. He takes that nice little wrister on the, on the rush. 
and he misses the net, and it just goes right back the other way. And maybe it's Kadri and Lupo, I don't know, or Kadri and Van JVR yeah. going back the other way two-on-one. So I love yeah, how we'll I, go to JVR instead of Snake Van Riesten. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm going to mess long, up his man. name. It's too long. Um, yeah, so it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, obviously there are teams, like you said, Pittsburgh, Dallas. Yeah, right off the bat, you, you're thinking speed, skill. Um, but it might benefit teams too that are just sort of, you know, even Carolina. I, I mean, I look know. at Carolina. Yeah. You got Eric Stahl. You got, you know, you you've got um, Skinner. Yeah, Skinner, and then you've got Falken yep. back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you even even Carolina has three guys that can put out there that can compete with any three guys in the league. Yeah, you look at Buffalo. You got O'Reilly, Kane, uh, Eichel. Now, I mean, there's uh, even Ennis. Tyler Ennis is a speedster. I, um, I don't know one team that won't be good at this. What's that? I don't know one team that won't be good at it. Arizona, well, like, Arizona's got tons of young guys that will be great at this. Imagine Domi in three on three. Yeah, and you still got uh, Ekman Larson back there. That's right. Um, that's not going to be shy about joining the rush. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, that's the beauty of this. Every NHL team has at least, you know, yeah. two to three guys Big fan. Uh, that are incredibly skilled and, and could, could shine. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, again, they're not going to play five minutes, so... Uh, beyond that, you know how deep is how deep is your team? But um, but I'm excited to see it, and and you know the naysayers, you know one of our favorite podcasts, Merrick versus Wyshynski, uh, Jeff Merrick, he's totally against it, saying it's not really real hockey. How many times do you see three on three? But you know, I mean, I I I sort of think guys grow up playing ball hockey and road hockey more three on three than than even skating on the pond, right? So, but even when you are skating on the pond, about, how often do you have full games? Yeah, that's the thing. So, I mean, I, I think there's still, I think it's still hockey. Three on three is a great game. Too, I don't think it's too gimmicky at all. I got to um, give it to the I'm NHL okay for this. It. I got to give it to the NHL for this. They've done a really good job innovating, and this this is going to make a difference in the product. Yeah, in the yeah. end product. Let's move on to coaches' challenges. The new. The next new yeah. change that's happening in the NHL is the Coach's Challenge. What are your thoughts? What What is it exactly? Do you Do you know the exact uh, rule? Well, I, was, I was watching a, a preseason game today, and the announcers were talking about it. There was a play. This was the Pittsburgh-Detroit uh, preseason game today. It was, it was, you know, both teams put out their B teams. Um, there was one play in particular where uh, the puck came outside the zone. The linesman missed it. Pittsburgh carried it back in. They didn't score, but what they were doing was they use that as an opportunity to introduce the coach's challenge. And this is one instance that you can use it. A coach can, if the goal had been scored, uh, the coach could say, you know what, the puck went outside the zone. That was actually an offside. It should have been whistled. And if they're correct, they keep their timeout. If they are incorrect, the goal stands, obviously, and they lose the timeout. They can't so use that, it for goal interference, though, right? They can. They Those can. are the only yeah. So it's for if a goal is scored offside, and if you feel that your goaltender has been interfered with, uh, and the goal goal is scored. Obviously, you're not going to use it if there isn't a goal being scored, right? Yeah. Um, I don't. Well, but it, well, well, then they, again, they, I don't know so because I don't know if you. Can, but that's what I was thinking. I I don't know about that. I, I'm sort of. No, they, I, I, I don't think they can. Yeah, I think it's just for a goal. Yeah, because you can't go out there and and, and do that. No. Um, <laughs> and I I think it's the only those two. I don't know if it. If it uh, that, if it, it includes something like a high stick, a missed high stick, or anything like that, I don't think it does. Um, it might, it maybe it will somewhere down the line, but but as of right now, I think it's just those two. Um, so if you're right, you know, obviously the goal's called back. You keep your timeout. If you're wrong, you lose your timeout, and the goal stands. Um, and it's only one. It's one a game, so it's not like um, 
I don't think we're going to get an NFL style, you know, game here where it's just stop and go, stop and go. And it's just constant uh, uh, replays here. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, nobody wants to have a goal scored off of an interference call. That should have been an interference call or an over, especially an, off, an offside call. Yeah. That's yeah. just, that's that's horrible. Yeah. And one thing I didn't say, it, obviously it could go the other way. If, if you score a goal and the referee calls it off or, or if, you know, there's goaltender interference, I, I think you can use it that way as well uh, to prove that, no, there was an interference. Um, I could be wrong in that, but I, I, I think you can as well. Well, yeah, it is what it is. As long as it doesn't slow down the game too much, right? And just to yeah, get I'm things cool right. with it. And, and there are, I mean, look, I mean, not to bring up, you know, bad memories, but last year, I mean, what happened to the Habs? There was an, a goal that was scored in overtime that was clearly offsides. Um, you know, that happened to you against the Tampa, in the Tampa Bay series, uh, Habs-Tampa Bay. Um, you know, we know there are goals that are allowed uh, throughout the playoffs, you know, throughout the season, big goals big games uh meaningful games meaningful points that um perhaps shouldn't stand so as long as they're not getting you know three four challenges a game uh each coach gets one and we're gonna obviously have a lot of games where it's not being used so in most games <laughs> yeah exactly so it's, it's a rare it's a rare occurrence let's move on to actual teams i'm gonna give you two teams here tell me which one is going to not make the playoffs okay between your beloved wings and the Boston mm-hmm. Bruins, if you had to choose one between the two, which one is not making the playoffs? I got to go with Boston. That's not a homer pick. It is Detroit's pretty deep right now. Um, a lot of their prospects are pretty ready. Uh, Larkin could be on most teams right now. Um, you know, Mantha is right there. Athanasio is right there. They've got three defensemen that are right there. They probably should be there already. Um, and I think their goaltending should hold up. I mean, they've got Mrazek and Howard, even though I think Mrazek is going to beat them out and eventually become a star in this league. Uh, they still have Howard there. That's a very capable backup. It's a very expensive backup that may not be there for much longer, depending on how Mrazek plays. But I just don't know if... if Boston is that deep. They're not that deep on the back end anymore. Chara went down with the upper body, uh, upper body, <laughs> an upper body injury uh, today. And if you lose Chara, that's one piece off the blue line. Like what? You know what? What do they got back there? What's going on? They got Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh wait, no. Yeah, they don't. yeah. Oh no, that's cool. But yeah, but they still got Boychuk. No, they don't have Boychuk. They've got Krug and in, in McQuaid, right? I mean, that's what you got. Um, there's not a lot of scoring there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. They're an interesting team. I'm not saying that they absolutely will not make it, but between those two teams, uh, I'd have to go with the Wings, even though the Wings' back end is is weak as well. Uh, it's better with Green, but, again, it's filled with second and third pairing defensemen. Um, you know, there's no true impact players there. It'll be interesting. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some team, if some pundits i mean nhl pundits nhl media pundits would choose boston over that one yep they might they might i have a little feeling that they're gonna call for some reason i'm not sure why but they're gonna call detroit out of the playoffs this year well it happens every year it's been happening for a decade you know what because they've been old for a decade even though they consist you know they're constantly getting younger and younger uh you still do have guys like datsuk is 37 zetterberg's getting up there franzen's gonna play Cronwell's getting up there. 
Um, but I think a lot of people don't understand that this team does have a lot of depth. Uh, they probably have 15, 16 NHL-ready forwards right now. Um, so I think they'll be okay because they will be injured. Um, so we'll see. But I don't know. It's an iffy team for me right now. I felt pretty good about them in, you know, late June, July, thinking it was good. And now, I don't know. They're in a real sort of transition year. I'm going to give you some more teams in the Atlantic Division here. Yeah. Who's going to get more points this year? Buffalo or Florida? Florida. Buffalo or Ottawa? Ottawa. So you think Buffalo is just going to be over Toronto, that's it? I, I can't. A lot of people, uh, who is it on Twitter, the, the Leafs guy, at Hope Smoke, yeah. saying that uh, Florida and Buffalo will finish ahead of Detroit and Ottawa? That's madness. That I'm madness. sorry. And Buffalo? No. Who plays defense for them? Uh, let me think about it. Josh no George's one. mate. Who is their goaltender? Let the me think Gaussian. about it. Nobody. They have Leonard. a really good. They have a very good forward group that is only going to get better and better and better. Evander Kane is a gamer. Ryan O'Reilly is a gamer. Eichel is going to turn into one. Sam Reinhardt. They've already got Gergensen's there. Ennis. They have a really good forward group. They're going to score goals, but there's not a lot of experience there. And they don't have a back end. They don't really have goaltending. Um, so, you know, I don't know. So you, I think you Ottawa, don't think I Leonard think Ottawa, can come through and on? No, I don't. Because I don't think, no, because he wants to healthy. He's a soft goaltender. Uh, he's just constantly hurt. A 6'5", 225 soft goaltender. Yeah. But again, they might pull, you know, maybe he becomes a bishop, right? Because bishop was sort of the same way. A little soft. Didn't play a whole lot. Tampa Bay gambled and won big time. Uh, maybe Buffalo does too, but I don't see it with him. I think he's good when he plays, but he doesn't play a lot, a little soft. They still got a ways to go, Buffalo. I think Ottawa could build on what they had last year. And Florida is right there, man. They were right there till um, about a week left in the season. True. What do you think? I agree. I I'm just wondering. I really want Buffalo to be good this year. I really want them to yeah. be better at least. They will. They'll be better. But, you know, not yet. Not yet. Which is interesting because I don't think Toronto's as bad as they're making themselves out to be, and I and I think so. I, I don't really know who's going to be last in that in that division yet. Yeah, it'll be tight. I think it's going to come very much like last season, where there's going to be you know probably three to five teams that are uh, right there for that number three seed, right in the division. Interesting. Uh, which would probably be like Detroit, Florida, Ottawa, Boston. And maybe, you know, maybe a Buffalo can hang in there. But, I mean, honestly, I think come mid-March, April, I, I don't think Buffalo's going to be fighting for a playoff spot. What are you looking forward to this year? Where you, what do you want to see? What players or what's going on in hockey that interests you this year? Uh, I want to see if any of the young guys are really going to come up and stick with Detroit. I want to see how Semin works out in Montreal. I want to yes. see if Tampa Bay... Uh, is going to run away with the division or if they're going to pull sort of a, you know, kind of L.A. sort of mentality where it's like, hey, we just need to get there and then they're going to start playing hockey in, in April. Um, but also the thing that's interesting about Tampa too is that second line, it might might get us a bit of a sophomore slump. They could. They could, yeah. Uh, I hope not because I've got Pilot on my uh, fantasy Oh, team, I'm hoping. But, um, I'm hoping big time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they could. You know, Johnson and Pilot and who's the other one? Uh, Killorn, is yeah. it? Yeah, Killorn. So they could. It's very possible. I want to see if Price can do his thing again. I think he's still going to be a you know probably the best goalie in the league. But is he going to be 
that good. Oh, yes. Uh, I can tell you, you that know? right now. And you mentioned Boston earlier. I want to see what kind of Boston, uh, what kind of team Boston is. I, I really don't know how good they're going to be. There's a lot. Um, there's a lot more I don't knows this year than there were last year. Yeah, and and this is the thing. Like a lot of people are going to pick Boston over a team like Detroit. Why? Why? Like what's there? You know, I don't. I don't know what's there. Yeah. They don't have scoring. They don't have a defense, and they've got Rask. Um, Who's an so amazing I, I don't know. Just really quick, uh, you mentioned uh, Kilhorn as the right winger on that line, but it's Kucherov. Oh, okay, Kucherov. Yeah, well, there you go. He's another good one. Uh, but like you said, yeah, maybe they have a slump. Uh, in the Metro, yeah, I want to see Kessel. I want to see Kessel do his thing. Um, I want to see uh, how good Washington is because I think they're a pretty solid team now, yeah? They're a pretty well-built team. It's every year, though. Every year. This is their best year. This is their best team. But no, this year really is, is their that. Best but, team. But, but maybe maybe they're just kind of the sharks, right? Where this is the year it feels the sharks different, man. Yeah, this, this feels is the different. One. Everyone's gonna be everyone's gonna be picking them to come out of the East. Yeah, yeah. I want to see if the Islanders are gonna take the next step, and I really want to see staying in the East. Is Columbus gonna stay healthy and really be a great team that we think they can be? Uh, Johansson's or uh, Johansson's gonna be a stud, but. You know, can they stay? Can healthy? he reproduce? Yeah, because he, he needs his line mates too, right? He needs Foligno and Sad yep. to produce what the way they did. Well, at least not Sad, but the way Foligno produced last year. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, is Foligno going to what? What did he put up like seventy one, seventy two? An insane amount, over points? thirty goals. Yeah. Like it was just ridiculous. Yeah, and his shooting percentage was way up there. So, um, yeah, I mean, out west, uh, obviously, you want to see what Chicago can do. I sort of forgot everything they did over the summer, but they uh, they got Marco Dano, who's a great young player. They got him Nisimov. They got Daly. I'm looking forward to see who's going to play with who on that on that team because there's n- yeah. nobody has any idea. There's so many holes right now and so many positions are available. There are, and then Tara Vinen, is he going to continue to grow into a Is he going to be a centerman or is he going to be a winger? Yeah. Can, can they put Tara Vinen with Kane, two little guys together? Two highly skilled guys, but can they, can they yeah. pull that off? It's interesting. And, yeah, well... Get to overtime. Get to get the three on <laughs> three. Can, yeah, um, yeah. Outside of that division, I mean, in that division, I, I don't know because I think everything sort of is 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 the same. I think you'll have St. Louis and Chicago. I think Dallas will be there this year. Except for I me, don't, I don't know if Nashville's going to continue to to be the team they were last year. If they're going to drop off a bit, I don't think Colorado's going to be that great. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. This is a make it or break it year for Roy. Yeah, yeah, it is. If if, yeah. if he continues to to regress. It's, it's not looking good. If they get better, nope. fine. But if they continue to regress, they're too talented to regress anymore. Yeah, but you know they don't have O'Reilly there either anymore. So there's another sentiment that's gone. Uh, but they have McKinnon. We'll, we'll see and what's they happening. Have, and they have Duchesne. Well, and McKinnon's got to step up. That's what I mean. He yeah. did not have a good year last year. Uh, yeah, and then um, you got Winnipeg. You know, again, I mean, there's another team that, that yeah. should be there. They should be able to continue to be well. And then just, you know, out way out west, uh, can Calgary do it again? Is LA going to finally, you know, uh, get their you know team together, get their act together and make the playoffs, be a great team again? Uh, Anaheim, are they just going to run away with the Pacific? San Jose, I mean, there's, there's just a ton of storylines. I want to go back to St. Louis, though, in Essential for a second. Something really interesting is going on in St. Louis right now. They've got this behind-the-scenes coaches corner type of thing. The docu- oh, right, right. documentary yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting too is they're switching guys around. Their lineup is completely changed. They're, are they putting uh are they pulling a Scotty Bowman and putting um Tarasenko on defense? 
Like, <laughs> Although maybe he could, but no, like Tarasenko was not playing with the same linemates as he did last year. He's not with Schwartz and uh, he, who is he? He's not. He's playing La- with Bacchus right now. He everything's all over the place, man. They, they've changed everybody. Is he playing with Bacchus because you think maybe um, guys are going to start taking a run at Tarasenko, knowing how good he is? And if you have Bacchus out there, uh... Bacchus was supposed to go down to the third line this year, and now yeah. he's all of a sudden he's back on he's back on the first line. We'll see what sticks by come beginning of the season. But it's really interesting to see how many... They're really, really trying to reinvent the wheel in St. Louis. Maybe that's going to help because they're another team, just like Washington, who every year they come into the league or come into the season as one of the perennial favorites to come out of the West, and they just haven't been able to do much in the playoffs. Yeah, and you, yeah, you just said it. Yeah, I mean, Washington, St. Louis, San Jose. I mean, you, you just group those teams together that, that are sort of always there, but they just... They just can't take that, that – they can't get over the hump. So they can't take that next step. And that's why I think what, what St. Louis is doing, at least from the coaching staff's perspective, is really, really interesting. Could be, yeah. And Hitchcock – well, Hitchcock too. Uh, last year. To, to your point, I mean, this, could, this is last year for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure that didn't sit well with him uh, with St. Louis, you know, whining and dining uh, Babcock over the summer. So, um, yeah, he's probably thinking, you know what, this is my last year. I'm just – whatever. Let's just shake it up. Let's do whatever and, and see. Taking uh, chances for an old coach, that's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And in the Pacific Division, just to continue what you're saying in Pacific Division, the obvious, Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I, I didn't, yeah. I mean, we, we sort of moved on, but yep, sure. You got to see what this kid is up to. Uh, McClung, are they going to start taking a, a step forward? Uh, you would think that they would. You know, they've got a better defense. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this is it, man. I mean, they, if they can't do it now... Then what do you do? They can't take right? a step at least now. You, yeah, you gotta you gotta blow stuff up. You gotta start trading some high talent out of there. Yeah, uh, you're gonna finish ahead of Arizona, and you'd probably want to finish ahead of at least one of the team. You know, because Anaheim team, will be there, LA will be there, Calgary will be there. If you can finish ahead of of a of a San Jose, uh, that'd be phenomenal, right? Um, but still a good just, team though. You can't just finish ahead of Arizona. Um, I think you got to be right up there with, with the next uh, couple of teams. Okay, well, let's start that up next time around uh, for the next podcast. Let's start going to previews, go through each division, and give a little bit of our thoughts on each team and where they're going to be landing in this coming year. Yeah, sounds good. We're getting closer and closer. Right on. Hockey! Yeah!